The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. And I want to share with you a fabulous story that I heard from the person himself to whom this happened. I've met him not only in Mexico, but I met him in Lakewood when he came for the Yachikala for those people in Mexico who come to Lakewood once a year to learn before Elo. So let me tell you, this fellow's name is Jacobo Sharem. And Jacobo Sharem and his wife, Sophia, were not religious. They lived in Polanco in Mexico. And Jacobo was a fabulous architect. And what he did was he would design a building, he would sell it, made some money, and then invested again in designing and making another building. And this went on until he built a building that he could not sell. And he was stuck. He was stuck with a very big mortgage. And he was trying to get rid of it, trying to sell the building. And what happened was that there were two gentlemen who came from a foreign country, and they were interested in buying this building. And they started the negotiations on a Friday morning. Now, Jacobo Sharem, as I told you, was not religious, although he was starting to come to shul. He had come to shul the last couple of weeks, and he was very friendly with a fellow in the Aram Tsova Kolel, a fellow by the name of Rapshia Deutsch. And Rapshia was trying to bring Jacobo and his wife closer to Yiddishkeit. And Jacobo had come the last two weeks. He had come Friday night to Shul. But he wasn't yet Shoma Shabbos. But as these negotiations were going on, he realized that by three o'clock, he's got to get out of the office because otherwise he's going to miss the opportunity to go to Shul. And he said to the gentleman, listen, we've got to finish these negotiations by three because I'm out of here. And they said, what are you kidding? You know, we've got to check with our lawyers and our accountants and we've got to go through the building again because we're leaving tomorrow. And if we leave, you're going to lose the sale of this building. And Jacobo said, listen, I'm so sorry, but I've got a commitment. I've gone to my synagogue twice in a row, two Friday nights. I'm not going to miss tonight. If we don't finish by three o'clock, the negotiations are over and I'll see you guys Sunday. And he's, they said, no, sir, we're not going to be here Sunday. We're leaving tomorrow. And that's exactly what happened. They left and he didn't sell the building. And Jacobo told me that that Friday night when he was sitting in shul and when he came home to eat the meal together with his wife, he said, maybe I was stupid. Maybe I did the wrong thing because after all, you know, I could always go back to shul next Friday night. And I lost a sale and he felt bad, but he felt good about what he did. And he had mixed feelings. Now listen to this. You will not believe this. Two weeks later, on September 19th, 1985, there was a horrendous, horrendous earthquake in Mexico. 4,541 people were killed. 14,236 were injured. And buildings all over Mexico City fell because of the tremors and the aftershocks of that terrible, terrible earthquake. There was one building that remained standing, and that was Jacobo Sharem's building because he was such a brilliant architect and he understood that he had to prepare in case of such an eventuality. And you know something? The government needed a building. And so they bought the building from him and many, many offices rented space in that building. And he was able to become a very, very wealthy man because of what he was able to sell to the government and for the rentals that he had in that building. And eventually he became a Shema Shabbos. And when he made the Siyam on the first Masechta that he learned with Rav Shiyadayj, he showed the pictures of the whole area, view from the air. He had it 
taken from a helicopter and showed every building down except his. And that was because he kept the Shabbos. The Eshmer Shabbos, Kel Yishmerinu. When you watch the Shabbos, Hashem will watch you. And Shabbos was the Makor HaBrocham. And it was only because of Shabbos that he came back to Hashem through the tshuva of wanting to return to the shul one more time so that he did it three weeks in a row. Today, all of Jacobo's family are from an Erlich Yidin. And that's what Shabbos is all about. Let us learn the halachas of Shabbos. Let us learn the spirit of Shabbos. That's what these videos are all about. And the reward of returning is getting the bracha from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I want to tell you a remarkable story. Now, I heard the story from my daughter-in-law, Gnendel Krohn. She wrote this book called Sparks of Majesty, Inspirational Stories of Exalted Acts and Noble Deeds. And in this book, on page one, uh, on page 209, she has a story about Rabbi and Cutler that is absolutely remarkable. Nebuch, when Rabbaran was in his final illness, he had a terrible, terrible digestive system that was ravaged. And he was in Columbia Presbyterian in Manhattan, in that hospital. And the doctors, his main doctor, Dr. Porter, had said no food can go through his mouth. It would be so dangerous to his life. And so therefore, Rabbaran was being fed intravenously. Now, because no food was coming into his mouth, his mouth became very dry and very parched, and it was very painful. It happened on one Friday in the afternoon. There were Talmudim that were there, and the Talmudim saw one of the attending physicians, and they said, you know, our rabbi is in such pain because his mouth is so dry. If we got him just a lollipop to suck on that, would that be okay? He would have some saliva or juices in his mouth, and it would be comforting for him. And the doctor thought about it for a moment, and the attending physician said, yeah, that would be okay. So the Talmud ran downstairs, and he got a lollipop, and he brought it back up to the Rosh Hashiva, to Rabbarin. And he said to Rabbarin, you know, we just spoke to the attending physician, and he said that the Rosh Hashiva could suck on the lollipop. Listen to what Rabbarin said. He said, I know that it will give me pleasure, but it's Friday afternoon. Let's wait till Shabbos. Well, wait till Shabbos. I'll suck on it on Shabbos. So I'll have the pleasure on Shabbos. Could you imagine? He's in such pain. His mouth is so parched. And all he's thinking, I'll do it on Shabbos. So of course the Talmudim said they're going to wait. Now in between that time, the Rebetzin walked in. Rebetzin Cutler. And one of the Talmudim said, you know, we spoke to the attending physician. And he said that the Rosh Hashiva could suck on a lollipop. And we went down to get it. But the Rosh Hashiva wants to wait until Shabbos. So he'll have that pleasure on Shabbos. And the Rebetzin said, I can't believe the doctor said that. Let's ask his main doctor, Dr. Porter. And they ran to find Dr. Porter in the hospital. And they told him that the attending physician said that the Rosh Hashiva could suck on the lollipop. And he said, oh my goodness, did he do it? He said, no, he's waiting for Shabbos. And Dr. Porter said, I'm so glad. The attending physician made a terrible mistake. If he would have sucked that lollipop and that saliva and that juices would have been in his mouth, it would have been terrible. His life would have been in grave danger. It's a miracle that he waited for Shabbos and that he didn't suck on that lollipop. Could you imagine? Rab Aaron's life was extended because he understood what Beishamai said. Beishamai said, the whole week you got to be thinking about Shabbos. And here, Nebuchadnezzar was in pain, but he wanted a way to have that pleasure on Shabbos. 
and that gave him additional life. Let's try to remember that. Next time you get a new suit, a new hat, a new dress, whatever it is, try if you can. Think about it. Save it for Shabbos. That's Covered Shabbos. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.